0: Do you ever pause and reflect on your day or your week? Maybe that feels like a complete luxury to just take time and reflect, (laughs) but maybe you only do it once a year. It can be hard to commit to. The truth is sitting down with your favorite journal and truly reflecting on the current state of things is a bit of a luxury, but it's one that's more than worth your time because the return is both powerful and verified time and time again in psychological research. Reflection is essential for learning. That said, reflection is similar to journaling or meditation where we might hear about it and think, "Wow, that sounds helpful. I should try it. But then we get stuck in the how or it's hard to make that habit stick. So that's what I want to talk about today. The why, the how, and the when of personal reflection. Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. This is the Passion for Dance podcast, where we talk about the mental aspects of being a dance educator, focusing on areas of mindset, resilience, motivation, and building our community. Today, we're gonna dig into the mindset strategy of engaging in personal reflection. And if you're listening when this episode goes live, we're reaching the end of 2022. New Year's planning and goals is a common theme this time of year, but I don't believe in planning or goal setting at all until you can get through the reflection part first so by the end of this episode you'll understand why it's worth your precious time how often to do it and where to get started welcome to the passion for dance podcast i'm dr chelsea a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist this podcast focuses on four main pillars motivation resilience mindset and community each week you'll learn actionable strategies mindsets and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. I've shared on the show before that one of my personal values in life is learning. I'm never at the top of the mountain. I've never achieved all I want to achieve. And if you're anything like me, you have a desire for continued personal growth. I encourage you to take time and really think about last year before you jump into this new year. Consider your accomplishments, the setbacks, the happy moments and the challenges. First, let me simply define reflection. It's the process of examining our own perspective, our own experiences, and even our interactions with other people. Reflection gives us a greater sense of perspective, and that is my favorite part. When you regularly examine your own perspective and how you're spending your time, you notice if you're living your day-to-day life in alignment with your values. And what I usually need the help with, it allows for a faster course correction if you've gotten off track. The process of reflection is all about learning. So while sitting with your own thoughts can be uncomfortable at times, if you view it through the lens of learning, that can make it feel less threatening or confusing. There's no right way to go about this. The goal is to learn more about you. So whatever process feels best to you will be the best way to get in touch with yourself. So let's talk a little about why reflection matters. Engaging in regular reflection is a powerful tool for personal growth. And there's a lot of science to back it up. This is where the academic nerd in me comes out a little bit, because I love to read up on the most current psychological research, so let me summarize and share a little bit with you. There have been multiple scientific studies that found positive outcomes when people take the time to engage in self-reflection. Research studies at Harvard Business School by De Stefano, Gino, and Pisano have found a boost in productivity. One study looked at employees at a call center and found that employees who spent 15 minutes at the end of the day reflecting about lessons learned performed 23% better after just 10 days compared to those who didn't reflect. I would imagine maybe some of those people are truly passionate about their work, but in a call center, maybe not. And if you can see that boost in productivity around that kind of work, imagine what would happen for us as dance educators who are trying to improve at something we actually really love doing. Another study in 2014 by the same research group at Harvard Business School also confirmed that reflecting on your work improves job performance. You actually get better at your work. Taking the time to pause and reflect on what we've learned improves our performance, and that includes us as teachers and coaches. Personally, this is the most powerful for me when I'm at a conference or a convention, when you are somewhere where a lot of information is coming at you fast. Taking the time to pause and reflect and summarize on what you've learned will help you take action on the new knowledge once you return to that day-to-day grind. So whenever I'm at a big conference, I always pause, especially if I have like a flight home or a long travel day, to use that time to write down all my summary and take home and the next steps I want to take when I get home, but reflection isn't just for those big learning events. It's actually best done on more regular, small increments, just about your average daily experiences. Another study showed how taking the time to engage in personal reflection can actually make you happier. The founder of the field of positive psychology is Dr. Martin Seligman, and he recommends that you write down three positive thoughts at the end of the day, or three good things that happened, Research shows writing down those positive thoughts will noticeably improve your feelings of happiness and other positive emotions. And I will say now that I have some of those written down, it is really amazing to go back and look at those. I started some of this journaling process uh, many, many years ago, but a lot of it overlapped with my pregnancies. Looking back at some of those brings so much joy. And I also have these reflections around some of my best coaching moments, and I have them around you know my new job and when these big things are happening and when the little daily small things are going on. And I'm so grateful that I have those now to look back on. So not only does it help you in the moment, I think being able to have those as keepsakes is another powerful reason to do it. And lastly, the process of reflection is shown to improve metacognition, which is just a fancy word for thinking about your own thinking. When you are better able to understand and manipulate your own thoughts, you will see improvements in skills like organization and planning When people use reflection journals to think about things they have learned and write it down, the self-reflection enhances productivity, as I said, and professional work because you are more involved in the process of learning. You're able to gain a deeper understanding. Simply put, that means reflection makes you both happier and a better learner. And when you're a better learner, you will see a more positive change in personal growth. So if all that research doesn't convince you, here's the bottom line taking the time to really think about your year, either as a person more generally, or specifically as a dance educator, or maybe you're listening to this as a dancer. This is a free exercise that will give you more return for your time than just about any other learning tool out there. Hopefully that inspires you to give this a try and commit some time to it. So if you wanna give it a shot, let's dive into the how part of this. How often do you reflect? Do you write it all down? Do you have to write it all down? Do you answer specific prompts every time? Well, here's a little about my thoughts on those questions and some insights into my own process. Let's start with how often. Most research studies that find larger effect sizes use small daily reflection practices. So if you want to give that a try, start small. 10 minutes at the end of your day is a great place to start. If that feels like too much, maybe just Sundays feels good, or even one longer monthly reflection. My view on this is that you choose what you will stick to. If doing it daily in small little chunks feels good, try that. If daily feels overwhelming and you'll quit after a week, then it won't help you. For me, as much as I want to tell you I do it every night, I'm going to be real. I don't. What I have found that works for me is smaller Sunday reflections that help me set up my week and then a deeper dive once a month. What matters is in my opinion, is that you do whatever you're going to stick to, whatever fits your routine. One piece of advice I have uh, that worked really well for me comes from that, a great book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read it yet, check it out. In the book, James shares that if you want to create a new habit, add it into something you're already doing. If you want to reflect every night, put your journal next to your nightstand with the book you normally read at night. So you write your reflections first and then start reading if you want to create an easy, consistent habit. So we're trying to add it to something you're already doing. We're not trying to create this really big, hard change in your life that you won't stick to. So again, for me, daily proved to be too hard. I didn't stick with it. But when I went to Sundays and tied it to my regular calendar planning, it works great. I already have a habit of spending about 15 minutes on a Sunday, reviewing the upcoming week, assessing for balance, moving things around if I need to, delegating, or just mentally wrapping my head around what's coming up for the week. And now I do that for about 15 minutes, then reflect for about another 10 to 15 minutes. Joining them together works well for me. I do the same thing with my bigger monthly reflections. It's tied to when I review monthly finances and monthly planning going into the next month. I go through the numbers, I go through my calendar, and I go through my personal reflection prompts in the same session. Now, reflection itself is a strong habit for me, but I started by tying it to something I was already doing consistently, starting small and being patient as I got used to it. And like any new habit, reflection takes some discipline. You have to approach it like another goal that's important to your life. So let's talk about how many people like to write it down. And there's research studies to back up the value of writing it down because it allows for further review later. But that's not the only option. If you don't like journaling or you don't want to sit down and write it out or just don't feel like it will happen if you do it that way, then try something else. You can go on a walk or a bike ride and think it through. Let your mind go through those reflections without writing it down. You can talk it out with a partner or a friend or just thinking it through in a time that works for you. I have one friend who walks her kids to school every day and then takes a little bit longer route home and purposely doesn't bring her AirPods so she can be in her own thoughts and reflects on the day before she gets home. The idea is to schedule time just like you schedule the rest of the important aspects of your life. If it matters, we have to set aside a specific time to get it done. Whatever that time is for you, schedule it. My monthly reflections are always blocked in my calendar as a recurring task and I don't move them if I can help it. I don't want to compromise my own learning and growth for someone else's meeting. The other common question I get is if you just write down whatever comes to mind or do you use specific prompts? My opinion is I think stream of consciousness writing where you just write whatever's on your mind is more of a journaling practice rather than a specific targeted reflection. So what I'm talking about here has a clear goal of learning. So I take a more scripted approach. And I originally got these ideas from a passion planner, which is my favorite physical planner for a long time. I'll link it in the show notes if you like physical planners. Um, I have moved my calendar and to-do list to a digital format and I can't go back, it has saved me in so many ways, but I still use the similar monthly reflection prompts that I got from passion planner. So here's a few prompts that you can uh, use for yourself if you wanna take a kind of deeper monthly reflection approach. What is the most memorable part of the last month? I love sitting down at the end of the month and thinking about like, what were the big highlights? And then a lot of times I'll actually go through my calendar and be like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, we went there. <laughs> and it helps me think through those big, most memorable moments. And I asked, what were three big lessons you learned in the past month? Same idea. I'll look back through the calendar or I'll think about days that felt particularly hard and kind of think, what did I learn this month? this one has really helped me. Review your calendar or planner and assess your priorities. Are you happy with how you spent your time? And if not, what steps can you take to adjust for next month? This is where my very type A color coordination comes in is because I can look at my calendar and see, you know, if I have green is like personal fun and I can look at my calendar and say, there was like no green this month. That's a problem. And I can just start to feel it in my body and how tired I am or starting to feel burnt out that I don't have enough white space or I don't have enough kind of me time. So taking a minute every month to look back at the calendar and sit with my own thoughts and my feelings and say, how were my priorities this month? Did I not have enough family time? Did I not have enough me time? Did my work get unbalanced? I, mean, I really, for me, that one has made a huge shift in how I spend my time. I've also asked, how are you different between the past month and the month before? Like just really thinking about like, how have you grown? What's different? That one was hard for me at first. I'm like, nothing's, it's the same old grind. But I don't think that's true. I think we really do grow every month and thinking about it uh, intentionally like that has helped. I also answer who or what are you especially grateful for? I've talked about gratitude on the on the show before and having that you know moment that month to think about who or what has really made a difference for me that month. And lastly, name three things you can improve on for the coming month. And then what are concrete actions you can take to move towards those improvements? Again, the goal is learning. So focusing on what you can improve on, and then what are those clear action steps you're going to take? Again, these are all from the Passion Planner. It is my favorite physical planner that I will link in the show notes. Uh, It's my favorite largely because of this reflection section. So Even though I've taken my calendar and task list digital, I still do the similar reflection every month. If you don't want to use specific questions, the other method that works well is reflecting on categories in your life. So you can choose key areas that you want to think about and use those headings every time. Could be like mind, body, soul, work, play, love, dance, school, family, you know, the list goes on. But you pick a few key areas that you want to reflect on your thoughts and experiences for the day or the week and use that as a starting place. Maybe you kind of have a bullet journal and you just every night just do, you know, mind, body, soul. And leave it at that or maybe you you know weekly want to think about uh you know mind dance work right or if you're looking at this you know just as a teacher kind of focusing on the dance aspects but pick a few key areas and use those bullets to really help focus i want to think about these like key aspects of my day i'm sharing all of this today because i see the power that regular reflection has given me and the teachers and athletes i've worked with over the years It encourages a level of self-awareness that allows you to recognize what's working and what's not to identify key areas for improvement and also areas where you are already really strong, but you have to consciously give it attention. It only works if given clear time and intentional thoughtful time. It doesn't work if you do it while you're watching TV or haphazardly when the feeling strikes, it takes discipline, just like any aspect of growth. And I get that it's hard because you crazy busy people have to slow down. We have to know that it's okay that you don't know everything, tolerate those uncomfortable feelings that might happen during a reflection, and take responsibility for what comes up and decide what you're going to do about it. To be real, you may not like what comes up during a reflection, and that's part of the challenge. I usually love it, but there are times when stuff bubbles up that I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) I don't want to face that feeling. But again, the goal and the intention is growth, not judgment. So remember reflection can lead to more productivity, happiness and achievement, but you have to take action. You can't stop at reflection and then go about the same thing tomorrow. You have to use the reflection to increase self-awareness and take specific targeted action tomorrow. That's where you see the personal growth and positive benefits. I hope this is inspiring. And especially if you're listening in December, when this comes out, that you take the time at the end of the year to do a deep dive and actually this is the only time of year when I take a small break from the show so there will be no episodes for the next two weeks during the holiday season and I go dark on social media a large part of why I do that is for this deep dive reflection and the growth and taking the time for that personal reset but that reset starts with reflection. So while I'll be gone for a few weeks, I hope you take the time for your own reflection and see what kind of growth you experience with it. Before you leave though, and go deep into your own thoughts, I ask one small favor that you leave a rating and review of the podcast. You can do it wherever platform you're listening by going to ratethispodcast.com slash passion for dance. Link is in the show notes as well, wherever you're listening. It truly helps the show keep going. And I love connecting with all of you. Thank you for listening in. And until I'm back in 2023, keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.